Thank you for your presence today. God's Word tells us that in this life, we will have trials and tribulations. So why do we fear when they come? God takes care of His children no matter what. He provides our every need and protects us from dangers seen and unseen. Just think about the trials He has already brought us through and how much stronger and renewed we are in Him because of what He has already done for us. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander inspires us to live in victory knowing God is our present help in all things. And Father, we thank you for this day you have given us, this worship time to preach your gospel. Lord, if we ever needed you, we need you now. Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, to the hearts of those who are viewing this worship celebration May their hearts be encouraged, comforted, edified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I would love it if you would turn with me to the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And there you'll find a a very familiar passage of scripture that we really need to go back and uh, revisit, especially in the times in which we live. And the word of God reads, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns. For your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? And which of you, by worrying, can add even one hour to his life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work. Or make clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will you eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough For today. And from this passage of scripture, uh, the Lord has convicted me to preach trust God and do not worry. Trust God and do not worry. 
As we wake up each morning doing the things we need to do, living life as best we know how, we will soon discover people whose hearts are filled with worry. Husbands and wives are worried. The workplace is filled with worried employees and employers. Politicians are worried. And even many believers are worried all around us today. As I petitioned the Lord for a message to preach, he gave me this particular message to share with this congregation and to our viewing audience. Because so many in our city, state, and nation are worried. For everyone under the sound of my voice needs this message, including me. We have all succumbed to worry at some point in our lives, not to mention multitudes around the world who are worried and even frightened by the corona pandemic and the repercussions of it. What is worry? Worry is to be anxious. It is to be distracted. To be worried is to be uneasy or to have a divided mind. It is to, it's to be anxious, a troubled heart. Worry is, it is to have a heavy heart. Worry clings to you. It dominates and consumes your thinking as you turn your problems over and over in your mind and you're never able to let it go. Even though the scripture is clear that worrying is a sin, Beloved, I believe the sin of worry is committed by Christians more than any other sin. What are things people worried about? What are things people worry about? Let me give you a few. The inability to have children. Others worry about safety of our children. The choices our children and grandchildren make. Some are worried about terrorism, their health, politics, economy, aging, loss of income, being hurt again, rejection, passing exams, getting caught. Others worry about cancer, uh, getting Alzheimer's, bills, sins of our past, the rising cost of college education. Some worry about I'm not good enough. How will I make it alone? What will people think of me? The inability to qualify for long-term disability or health insurance. What if my parents become incapacitated? Some worry about their spouse. If my spouse commit adultery, then what? Or how will I ever forgive? Many worry about death, the future. And now we have the coronavirus. Oh, Satan has put a lot of things out there for us to worry about. And uh, the way to not worry is that we have to take we're going to have to take God at his word. Matthew 634 says, so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Let me say that again. Today's trouble is enough for today. Trust the Lord for tomorrow and allow him to help you make the most of this day we're in. Worrying about tomorrow will cause us to be less 
productive today because it takes our focus, our energy. It takes our time that should be using to the glory of God to maximize our today. Today, we are given the precious gift of time. We need to get out of tomorrow and focus on today so that we can give God all honor, all praise, all glory today. For tomorrow has enough worries of its own. And should the Lord let us see tomorrow, you'll find out (laughs) those problems will be there waiting on you, waiting with open arms to receive you. How do we overcome worry? Since it's an epidemic proportion, uh, there's a worry pandemic all over the globe. It's not just a virus pandemic. There's a there's a pandemic of fear and worry that's all over the world. And the Lord has me here today to minister to you and to help you overcome worry. How do we overcome worry? Number one. Give the things that troubles us to Jesus. Give the things that troubles us to Jesus. In other words, bring your burdens to the Lord and leave them in his hands. That sounds so simple, but yet we find ourselves not doing it. Again, I say to you, give the things that trouble you to Jesus. Bring your burdens And leave them in his hands. They're in the best hands when our burdens and cares are in the Lord's hands. First Peter 5, 7 says, throw the whole of your anxiety upon him because he himself cares for you. Beloved, it is our Lord's desire that we live in freedom, which means we must cast or throw All of our anxieties, we must throw all of our distractions, throw all of our burdens, just throw them all on Christ. We cannot weigh Christ down. He's God. He's all powerful. And when we throw all of our anxieties and burdens and cares upon him, he delivers us. He emancipates us from worry. How do we overcome worry? Secondly, We must pray and tell God what is on our hearts and make our requests known to him. We must pray and tell God what is on our hearts and make our requests known to him. Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Prayer calms a troubled heart and causes worry to dissipate. Also, possessing a thankful heart while making your request known to God puts your trust in him on display. Instead of worrying about anything, we must pray about Everything. Let me say that again. Instead of worrying about anything, we need to pray about everything. Absolutely everything. Prayer is so vital to extinguishing worry. The less you pray, the more you worry. The more you pray, the less you worry. 
Ephesians 6, 18a says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, in the spirit. The spirit of God will help us pray to pray when we don't know how to pray, when we're at loss for words. He will come in and he, he will come alongside us and he will empower our prayer life and, and he will help us pray in times of uncertainty and troubles. Thirdly, to overcome worry, you must take God at his word and not worry. To overcome worry, you must take God at his word and not worry. Matthew 6.25 says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Matthew 6.31 also says, so don't worry about these things. Don't worry about these things. What you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. Wow. The scripture says in Philippians 4, 6a, don't worry about anything. And, and a whole lot of Christians are in violation of this word from God in this passage. A whole lot of Christians are nervous. A whole lot of Christians are fretful, outright scared and frightened. But our Lord says in his in his word, he's speaking, don't worry. And then Paul says it, says it as well. Don't worry. If we fail to trust God and take him at his word, we will worry. I say it again. If we fail to trust God and take God at his word, we will worry. Many still worry Even though they have been abundantly blessed by God, they still worry. For many people in America, the issue is not having a lack of food or lack of clothing. It is that we have so much clothes that we do not know what to wear. And we have so much food that we don't know what we're going to eat. However, there are others who have absolutely nothing And literally have to trust God day by day to supply their needs. In either case, we must not worry. How do you overcome worry? Number four, worrying will diminish in your life. Worrying will not diminish in your life until you stop immersing yourself in local, national and world news on television and technology. Worry will not diminish in your life until you stop immersing yourself in local news, national news, and world news on television, internet, whatever your source may be. Instead, spend more time in the good news, which is your Bible. By the way, do you have a Bible and when is the last time you've read it? Perhaps it's been too long. Colossians chapter three, verses one and two says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above what Christ is, is seating at the right, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. It's amazing how this virus has shut down the sports, shut down the casinos, 
No one can, you can't gamble, you can't bet, you can't do all those things. It's been a shed down. The world has been shed down. God's saying, uh, I will allow some things to come in to get your attention since you can't seem to seek me while I can be found. He says, I know how to get your attention. Now, you cannot talk about the Spurs. It's, it's, it's peak season now. You, besides, they were losing anyway. <laughs> uh, your team was about to make the playoffs. Oh, where are they now? Where's the football? Where, 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 where are all these? Uh, where, where's the golfing uh, turn, tournaments, the Masters, and all of these things? God says, lights out. Lights out. Because he wants us to talk about things above, heavenly things, kingdom things, spiritual things, holy things. Nobody's talking about sports now. Nobody said, did you see that shot? Everybody's wondering, am I going to make it today? What's what's coming? What's next? To isolate yourself and be totally out of touch because you don't like news is not a good thing. And you cannot pray intelligently if you do not know what's going on in our world. Some folks just shut themselves in, put themselves in a little cocoon. Says, ah, I did put the head in the sand. I don't want to know anything. Just don't let me hear. Oh, no, I don't want to hear it. But how do you how can you pray if you don't know what's going on? Get your head out of the sand so that you can look around and see needs and know how to pray. Whereas oversaturation of news can increase, oversaturation of good news can increase your faith and take you to new, to new levels in Christ to the glory of God. An oversaturation of bad news will increase your worry, depression, fear, and pessimism. But when you get saturated with the good news, it transcends the bad news. It revives your heart. My friend, don't be a bearer of bad news. Be a bearer of the good news of Jesus Christ. People need a word from God but the question, the question is, will you give it to them? Number five, to overcome worry, you must realize that we are God's children, his prized possession and valuable in his sight. To overcome worry, you must realize that we are God's children, his prized possession and valuable in his sight. Matthew 626 says, look at the birds. You see them flying. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns. You don't see them building barns. You don't see a a nail in the beak of a bird going to build. You can't do that. For your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Because we are created in God's image and likeness, For the purpose of glorifying and fellowshipping with Christ, we have more value than any other created thing in this world. We are the crown of God's creation. 
We are also charged with the responsibility of carrying out the great commission to reach the lost for Christ. Because of our immense value on earth, we must never place a limitation on our heavenly father and realize that Luke one thirty seven says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. God is the answer for our problems. God is the answer for the virus. God is the answer for our sins. God is the answer for pandemics. Turn your eyes to Jesus. Look to him and be saved. Number six, you're going to overcome worry. Keep on believing. Keep on hoping and keep on trusting in God. Don't you ever stop believing. Don't you ever stop hoping in Christ. Don't you ever stop trusting in Christ. Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Believing Christ and possessing steadfast faith in him will fill you with his joy. When you keep believing, hoping and trusting Christ, your heart will be filled with his peace In the midst of a global deadly pandemic, keep on believing, keep on hoping, keep on trusting God. Now is a time for you to exercise your faith and rest in his love and in his divine sovereignty. Number seven, if you seek God first and live righteously before him, He will supply all your needs in his time, not your time, but in his time. If you seek God first and live righteously before him, he will supply all your needs in his time. Uh, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Now, we love that part and all these things shall be added to you, but we always skip over seek first the kingdom of God. And we always seem to skip over righteousness, his righteousness. Once you do those things, then all these things will be added to you. Uh, Philippians 4.19 also says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Do not expect God to supply your needs until you seek God first, which is to put away all competing idols and live righteously before him. I reiterate, do not expect God to supply your needs until you seek God first, which is to put away every competing idol. He's God all by himself. And then as you put away the idols, uh, live righteously and holy before him in an unholy, sinful world, then you can shine and folk will take note that you have been with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to overcome worry. Number eight, be patient 
And do not allow worry to move you ahead of God's timing or will for your life. Be patient and do not allow worry to move you ahead of God's timing or will for your life. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11a says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. When you are impatient, it causes you to become restless. When you are impatient, you're angry, reckless. You move ahead of God. You make unwise decision. And it also reveals your lack of trust in the Lord. Whereas it takes faith to patiently rest in Christ when everything around us is chaotic, when everything around us is unpredictable, when everything around us is so volatile, you put your faith on display when you trust him, even when things are chaotic, unpredictable, and volatile, you can trust God and be at peace. Number nine, you overcome worry when you hang around people who will encourage your heart. This is not a time to hang around people who are gloom and doom. Hang around people who will encourage your heart. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 11 says, therefore, encourage one another. During this time of crises in our nation and world, we need to be on the phone calling people, encouraging people. Are you all right? I'm just calling you. We're praying for you. Do you need anything? People who need perhaps need assistance. I just want to know, can can I run an errand for you? Calling one another, praying for one another, helping one another, serving one another. When you serve others, it, it calms your own heart. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. I love that great passage in Proverbs 12, 25, which also says anxiety and worry in the heart of a man causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. What kind of word are you giving? Is is it gossip, lies, backbiting? Is is it smart? Is it is it cynical? Is it deceptive? Is it hurtful? Uh, is, uh, is it is it put down statements? We need to be delivering a good word in times like these. People need a good word of encouragement and they need a good word from God. God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory and his will for our lives. Therefore, we have no need to fear, even through trials, tribulations, and the coronavirus. We must stand firm on God's word, which commands us to be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.